Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. Well, hello and welcome to My Careers Podcast, where I interview amazing professionals who have made fascinating career changes. Today, I have a wonderful guest on the show, Brian Basilico. Now, Brian is a nationally recognized best-selling author of It's Not About You, It's About Bacon, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. And he's a speaker, trainer, and adjunct professor. His early days were spent in something completely different, but I'll let him tell you that. Story. He brings over 30 years of marketing experience to his award winning internet marketing company, B2B Interactive Marketing Inc. Brian is a syndicated blogger and a sought after guest expert featured in Entrepreneur and Inc. magazines, articles, radio shows, and podcasts. He's also the author of It's Not About You, It's About Bacon Bits 101 Relationship Marketing Tips. Brian advocates that relationships are the currency of business. More often than not, relationships begin with a smile and a handshake. Networking is one of the most powerful and underutilized tools in your business arsenal. These simple, quick and easy to implement tips in the book will help you to make the most of your networking opportunities. Now to tell us all about his career path and all about online marketing is Brian Basilico. So let's welcome to the show. And hi, Brian. Jane, that was one of the best intros I've ever had. That was fabulous. <laughs> you are so good at this. That's awesome. So I'm so pleased to be here, and I'm excited to be on your podcast and to talk to your people. Uh, well, I have been looking forward to this interview for so long because I actually found you through listening to your podcast. That's the wonderful thing about podcasting is that you get to meet such amazing people and reaching out. And I found that it really is a fabulous community all the podcasters. So I want to find out all about you, Brian. So how about to kick us off, you tell us a little bit about your early days and your career aspirations way back when. Okay. Well, when I was a little, little kid, I actually wanted to be a professional musician. That was my goal. And 
you know, I had everything necessary to do that except one thing, and that was the amount of talent that it would take to actually become a professional musician. I'm good. I'm not that great. You know, I still play in a church. I had bands over the course of the years. So the first thing that I did is I took a PA system and I turned it into a recording studio. My dad actually helped me build the recording studio in the basement of our house. And it drove him crazy because, you know, you got drums and guitars and all this other stuff going on. And But he was so loving and caring and really nurtured all of that stuff. When I did that, I really started to learn, you know, entrepreneurial senses. And then I got a degree in electronics. I was hired by AT&T to work in their video production studio. So I didn't know anything about video, but it's like, okay, I'm a techie. I can do this. So I went to work for AT&T for years and learned how to shoot, edit, and produce video. And that was awesome. I mean, I worked for a major corporation, and I did that for about six or seven years. And then I finally got the bug again to be an entrepreneur. And so I created a commercial recording studio where I did jingles. I sang on, like, True Value Hardware and Tiger Toys, did all the Avon Lady cassettes throughout the United States. We did radio and TV shows and all that kind of stuff and kind of build myself into programming and doing CD-ROMs. Eventually, that company was sold to another company, which was a small business, and I worked with them and then started to develop websites and flash animation and continued with the CD-ROMs and all those kind of things. Was headhunted to work at Arthur Anderson for a while, and Arthur Anderson is in America. It's an accounting firm, and I worked in their training department for a handful of years, but then they had this little thing called Enron. I don't know if you people all over the world have heard about this. Uh, Yes. Yeah. 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 Enron basically and Arthur Anderson kind of collapsed. And so I was kind of left out in the cold again. I went to work for an ad agency for a while, went to work for somebody else. And then that didn't kind of work out the way I anticipated. I mean, I was working on Google ads, websites, online marketing, all those kind of things, and then eventually started my business 15 years ago. And when I started this business 15 years ago, what I was building was business card CDs. I don't know if you remember those, Jane, or not, but they were basically CD-ROMs in the size of business cards that you could put videos on or programs on and things of that nature. And at the time, it was super, super cool, but now you don't need them anymore because most computers, you know, an iPad, an iPhone, laptops don't even come with CD-ROMs. So I guess the thing I want to bring to your audience is the nature of reinvention in the fact that in order to stay relevant over the course of these years, I had to reinvent myself every single time. An example of the recording studio is when I owned that recording studio, I had five employees, had a quarter of a million dollars worth of gear, and did a half million dollars in business every single year. If I did that today, I'd be bankrupt because you can buy technology on an iPhone or an Android for $10 that does pretty much everything that quarter of a million dollars did. And so in your career, you have to learn to say, okay, it's time to grow, to reinvent, to do something different. So does that kind of answer your question? 
Oh, it's such an interesting story, Brian. I'm just following, thinking from musician to video producer to jingle writer to singer and then website designer and then a corporate trainer getting into advertising and reinventing yourself every time. You know, one thing I was thinking as you were telling us that this story was that how technology has changed the way we do business so very, very quickly. And you're absolutely right. If you don't stay relevant and you keep learning and changing, you can really get left behind. Oh, very quickly, especially in today's market. Yeah. Um, back when I was looking for jobs, when Arthur Anderson went bankrupt, I remember sitting on my couch reading a newspaper going, OK, here's a couple of jobs. You can't do that anymore. It's on LinkedIn. You know, if you're not on LinkedIn looking for a job, if you want a job or if you want to reinvent yourself as a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or whatever it is, build a company. I mean, you have to be connected via social media. It is just the way of the world. And that has changed relatively quickly. I mean, five years ago, this wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And five years in our lifetime is, is relatively short, you know, considering the way that things work. I mean, think about this that I think it was 2006. I'm not 100% sure when the first iPhone came out. I think it's been about 10 years. Mm. And I remember standing in line for the first iPhone. And I literally, I mean, the funny thing about it is the pastor at my church was scoping out places where I can get in line and actually get one the first day because he wanted to play with it. But I remember back then it was like, I need to get this in my hands. I need to figure out what it does. And then I wrote a blog post. It was probably a couple of years ago. And I called it the 75 things we used to carry around that now fit in our pocket. And let's go through just a handful of those. Your photo album, a camera, voice recorder, a call recorder. You know, when somebody calls you, and I was trying to remember, a voicemail machine. You remember when you had the tapes and stuff like that? It's like a tape measure. I mean, all the things that your phones do now that used to have separate devices, a calculator, uh, photo albums. I mean, on and on and on. Technology has really condensed down into these little incredible computers sitting in our pockets. And a lot of people get overwhelmed at the speed and the pace of technology because it's a lot to take in. I mean, it's like, you know, there's new things happening all the time. I don't know if you have you had a chance to play with Blab yet? I've looked at Blab. I've watched a couple of them, but I haven't had my own Blab as yet. But I would love to give it a go because, you know, I love bright, shiny objects. And yes, BSOS okay. <laughs> some... is what we call it. BSOS, bright, shiny object syndrome. Oh, okay. BSOS. I'm going to remember that one and use it. Yes, thanks very much. But it's true. But there are so many different platforms that we can use that I'm a little bit in overwhelm. I was um, listening to someone else's podcast the other day who's talking also about Snapchat. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got to get my head around Snapchat. And then I'm thinking, okay, but I've got Instagram and then there's Blab and then there's my podcast. And then, oh, there's there's Facebook and there's LinkedIn and there's all of these other things. But I need to focus. So what do you think about Blab? Is that a good platform? I love it. I absolutely love it. And the reason I love it is because it is, well, the whole thing about, let's kind of take everything we've talked about. When it boils down to ourselves, our businesses, the things that we're doing, whether you're looking for a job, you're trying to create a business, it all boils down to relationships, right? That's it. I mean, it's all about relationships. I've got people in my business that back when I owned my recording studio in the 1990s, 1990 to 1996, they are still friends of mine. We still communicate on Facebook. They've invited me to speak at conferences. 
you know, how many years later? What is that? 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. I mean, so it will 20 years. So we're still friends. And social media has allowed me to continue those relationships. But really, that's what it's all about. It's all about relationships. So the key question is, what tool is going to get you to be in front of the right people at the right time? And, you know, Blab, because it's a visual medium and you have two people, four people on the screen, you can converse. They get to see you. They get to know you. They get to like you. They get to trust you. I love podcasts. I mean, this is what I do. I mean, I've got a, a podcast I do, two of them a week, and people get to know, like, and trust you through that. But, you know, having video, and, and video is really exploding in the marketplace right now. Facebook Live, Periscope, Blab, there's tons of things out there. I think it's just another way of communicating. But it really depends on who your audience is and where they're at and what they want to consume. You know, that's really the challenge. That's why some people love blogging. Some people love podcasting, some people love video, because their audiences tend to be in those spaces. Yeah. What I wondered about Blab is it sounds like a fantastic platform, but because it's immediate, a little bit like with Facebook Live and with Periscope, you video and you record and you broadcast it and it's there and then, but then it's gone. So does Blab have the facility for you to record it and then repurpose it and use it again so that if someone has missed it, they can go back and listen in and watch? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, go to my website, Blab with Bacon. Everything with me is bacon. So blabwithbacon.com. And what Blab does is when you're done with the Blab and you click and you basically exit out of it because it gives you the option to record or not record. If you record it, then they actually email you the video file and the audio file. And then what I do is I take the video file and I throw it up on YouTube, and then I basically link that YouTube video back into my website. And you can watch a great discussion from just this prior week about me and one of my buddies, Lou Bortone, who's a video expert, and we were just geeking out on video. It was awesome. But you can learn certain things about these different platforms. Now, Periscope is something that you can do on your phone. That one is like Snapchat. When you do it, it goes away after 24 hours. But there is a platform called Catch, and I think it's Catch, K-A-T-C-H dot M-E. If you sign up for Catch, Catch will actually take your Periscope and save it for you, and you can do the same thing. You can throw it up on YouTube, put it on your website. It basically saves it for you so it doesn't go away. Snapchat pretty much is you get 24 hours unless you can download it and put it up on YouTube, the same thing. There are but, so many different platforms. I think to get your head around so much, you need to find out which one is the best platform to market what you've right. got as well. Yeah. Yep. And what you're doing is exactly right. I mean, just go watch. This is how I did. I watch what other people are doing and then I dabble. And then I strike and say, let me try this and see if it works. And I've been doing these since the beginning of the year. And the number of people that show up are a few, but, you know, it's just so hard to tell what's going to make you catch on. But the bottom line is everything boils around content generation. The more content you can generate, the more relevant you become. And the more relevant you become, then people like you find me, people like me find you. It's all about becoming the expert in your field, and especially with people that are looking for new positions, the more content that they can put out there that makes them sound current, that makes them sound relevant, it just gives them an edge on somebody who's doing nothing. 
Yeah, this is what I was going to ask you, because I can see the immediate relevance for entrepreneurs, people who want to generate more interest in their businesses, because they really want to get the word out there. And then I was thinking, okay, how is this going to be relevant for job seekers? But yeah, you're absolutely right. When people say doing reference checks, or they want to find out a little bit more about a certain candidate, they will be looking probably first point of contact would be on LinkedIn. But then they'll look at all the other social media outlets as well, and probably Facebook and Twitter, etc. But then if there's maybe a really intelligent lab video recording that they happen to come across, and it's someone discussing maybe their area of expertise, that'd be a great marketing tool, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you can use what we're doing tonight as interviews. I mean, I had a blog talk radio show called BLT, which is Business Life Transitions, with a friend of mine. And we basically talked about how to transcend from working in the corporate world to the new reality of the average life expectancy of a job is three to five years if you're lucky. You know, so how do you go through that transition? Well, there was one great interview, and I wish I could remember the dude's name. It's still on. If you look up BLT, on iTunes, it's still there. They're all archived. But one gentleman basically said, it's now a three-year plan. He said, this is what I talk to my clients about. He says, I tell them, okay, for the first year, you basically get associated with the job. For the second year, you start thinking about what job it is that you want to get next. And for the third year, you actively start promoting yourself to that. Because within those three years, you're either going to get laid off or fired. And you have to think about, you know, this is the new reality. You know, if you run your own business, it's no cupcake either. I mean, it's hard because, like I said, I mean, I started out doing business card CDs. If I stuck with that, I'd be bankrupt right now. You know, I've had to reinvent myself throughout even the last from 2001 to 2016. I've reinvented myself probably five or six times in my own business. And so... The difference is that I control the message, I control the media, and I can't fire my – well, I could fire myself, but I probably wouldn't because I really (laughs) like me. Now, Brian, I'm very interested in the titles that you have for some of your articles and your books because what is this thing about bacon and you? (laughs) Okay. Well, the true story is when I started out – writing my book, I started writing a how-to social media book. By the time I got like a month and a half or two months into it, I realized that everything I wrote was obsolete. So then I decided to change it to a why-to book. Why do you want to be online? Why do you want to do social media? And why is relationship marketing and all this stuff so important? So I was out in California giving a speech with my friend who I talked about before, George Ann Bender, who used to work at Ben Franklin Crafts. I don't know if that's an international brand or not, but it was big in the United States and it was craft stores. And she went to me and said, I'm going on Twitter and I'm saying, giving a speech in LA, CHA LA 2012, hashtag bacon. By the time we're done, we're going to have 10 new followers. And I said, okay, cool. She was completely wrong. She had 20 new followers by the time we were done with an hour speech. And I go, okay, what's with the bacon? So I networked a lot. At the time, I was doing a lot of local networking and going to like up to 20 meetings a month because that's the way that I was getting my business. And most of them were breakfast meetings. And what I would do is I would take a picture of somebody's breakfast 
and I'd put it up on Facebook and hashtag bacon. And then my friends started coming back to me saying, dude, do you have a prepaid plan with your cardiologist? Because you're going to die. And it's like <laughs> – and I said, but you don't understand. It's OPB. It's other people's bacon. And then it just exploded where to the point there is not a day that goes by that somebody is not posting at least one, two, or five pictures of something with bacon on my wall. And that happens today. And I was meeting a client and I was sitting down and I was telling her, it's like, I wrote this great book. It's coming out soon. It's called It's Not About You, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. And she goes, Brian, it's not about you. It's about bacon. And I went, oh, my God, you are so right. And from that point forward, that's where it started. And the whole bacon thing is about branding. It's about creating something about yourself that is memorable. And something that stands out, it can be your dogs, it can be your kids, it can be your hobbies. I know people that are big into golf, people that are big into swimming, into volleyball. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just something that makes you stand out from the crowd. And that's essentially what the whole bacon thing is about, is branding yourself in a way that makes you memorable and somebody that people want to connect with. That's it. Mm. And of course, so many people love bacon. I am a bacon oh, lover yeah. as well. But I, I love that saying you call it OPB, other people's bacon. Exactly. <laughs> I can just imagine you stalking coffee shops and looking at people's breakfasts and taking their photos. I do it all the time. Every time I see a piece of bacon, if I can take a shot of it, I'll walk up to somebody and say, can I take a shot of that? And I'll take a shot of it and put it up. Yeah. Especially when I go to like uh, conferences and things like that. You know how they got those big trays of bacon? I'll just take a shot of that and put it up there. And, yeah, it definitely loved by many people. Let's mm. put it that way. You know what I came across last week, which I thought was quite funny, and someone knows I love bacon, so they sent me this photo. It's bacon and maple syrup cookies. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if that's common in America, but I've never seen it in Australia where I'm interviewing you from. But bacon and maple syrup cookies, it sounds really bizarre, but very, oh. very yummy. Have you ever had chocolate covered bacon? Brian, that's overkill. Overkill. I've no, <laughs> you got it right. Well, the cool thing about this is that people send me stuff. I have a complete shrine. I've got bacon, cotton candy. I'm looking at it right now. I've got bacon toothpicks bacon band-aids but people have sent me literally in the mail chocolate covered bacon it is incredible because it's the salty and sweet together oh it's amazing okay brian it means you are the bacon guy your branding is very strong i get it i think it's a, it's a <laughs> wonderful you. thing okay now back to you and your business because i know you're a strong advocate for networking online and face-to-face -face as well. Yes. And that really is what your business is all based on, isn't it? It's so, exactly what it's based on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me about B2B interactive marketing. Okay. So B2B interactive marketing, what I try to do is I try to teach people how to use networking. And I'm a huge advocate of face-to-face -face networking. And for your audience, I go to networking meetings and I've tailored it down and I'll go to 20, I go to maybe eight a month now. But I still go because I believe you need to get out to meet people in order to do things. I go to conferences, you know, I speak at conferences and things like that. I'm a huge relationship person. And the key thing that you got to do is get out there and propel your brand, whether you're working for a company for yourself or whether you're in transition. If you're in transition, one of the things that happen is like when I see people who are in transition, they say, 
you know, I'm in between jobs. I'm looking for something. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. And it's like, okay, so who's going to hire that person? You know, who's going to hire somebody who's like, eh, I'm trying to, you know, I got laid off and blah, blah, blah. You know, what you need to do is you need to create a personal brand for yourself. And you need to go into networking events and say that I am the best person at turning your balance sheet into a positive ROI for your business. I am the person that can market you into success. You know, it's like have that confidence and build the brand within yourself in face-to-face marketing and get people to know you. And that's where it starts. In my book, It's Not About You, It's About Bacon. Everything's about bacon. The first thing I talk about is the know, like, and trust. Know is going out and meeting people face-to-face. When you get to know people face-to-face, then you start to build that relationship. The second piece of the puzzle then is the like portion, and that's where social media really, really helps because people get to like you when they see that you have a dog, that you have a kid, that, you know, it's something that is relatable to them. And it's being human, you know, and the trust factor happens after people have an opportunity to really get to know you and like you, and that's where you really start to build your brand. So as people start to get out there, all of those things are important, the face-to-face, the online marketing, and then ultimately getting people to trust you to get to the point where you want to be. And that's huge. I think so many people are afraid to network because they don't know what to say and they're worried about networking being a big sales effort when really it's all about developing relationships. Yes, Absolutely. And here's the thing that I talk about relationships. You're not going to meet a person that's going to hire you. The chances of that happening are slim to none. What you are going to meet is somebody that will remember you when somebody says, I'm looking for a person that does marketing. I'm looking for a person that does bookkeeping. If you are out there propelling yourself in the niche that you do, And somebody remembers you and they connect you with somebody that's looking for it because that happens to me all the time on Facebook is somebody says, I'm looking for a marketing person. The people that connect with me online in face to face who are keeping themselves in front of me, who are looking for jobs are the ones that say, hey, I know this person. She's looking for a job. He's really great. You know, I got to know him at this networking group and then I try to connect the two of them up. It's what I call being the Google Being a Google resource when somebody's looking for something and you have it in the back of your head, if you can make a connection for somebody, guess what? If they get that job, do you think they're going to remember you and they're going to be the Google for you? It's a pay it forward kind of thing. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, it's absolutely. Once people know you and you, it's more about giving to other people because I'm a firm believer that if you give advice or you provide assistance, it always comes back to you. Even if you don't ask for help as well, people will remember you. And if they like you, they're going to keep you front of mind when something happens that you think, oh, that'd be great for Brian. Why don't I pass it on to him? Or, you know, if you want to know more about online marketing, Brian's the guy. And it just becomes, it's almost self-perpetuating in a way. Once you've got that reputation and people like you, they're very happy to help to promote you as well. And Jane, isn't this the main reason why you do your podcast? I mean, it's just to pay it forward. I mean, that's and that's what I love about podcasting and doing these kind of things is we got a platform to really help people. I mean, that's the point is you help people and eventually they'll find a way to pay it back if they get the value out of it. 
Yeah. You know, it's not about selling. It's about helping. And that's huge. I think it's a great mindset to take into networking. And that's essentially, if I could say anything to your audiences, go into a networking event saying, I want to connect up with someone, but I want to find a way to help connect them with somebody else. Think about other people first. Don't worry about the fact that you're unemployed, that, you know, your world is crashing below you and, you know, it's Armageddon. But find ways to connect with people that's going to help them propel themselves and they're going to turn around and they're going to repay you. And I would say probably 85% of those people will do that because everybody loves that. Everybody loves a hero that helps them find something that's good, right? Yeah, I think also you, you mustn't think of immediate gain because this is a long-term process and relationship development takes a while as well. And if you start to lay the foundations now and not network only when you're looking for a job, but you start networking even when you're perfectly happy in your job and just build those relationships later down the track. If you do need to ask for assistance yourself, people will already be willing to assist you. I think networking is a lifetime skill that's very important to develop. Wouldn't you agree? I thoroughly agree. And I use this analogy a lot. A lot of people who are starting out on social media, people that are learning to network, imagine walking into a bar and tapping somebody on the shoulder and saying, you know what? You're pretty. You're handsome. You want to get married? What do you think the response <laughs> is going to be? Right? It's like, and I call it, you know, BMC. It's buy my crap. Buy my crap, buy my crap, buy my crap. And I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but it's like, you know, if people are out there pushing and trying to sell all the time, rather than being a giver up front, it really kind of paints you in a negative light. I mean, we all know these people. You go to networking events, and those are the people that walk around the room. And they don't know you. They don't want to spend two minutes with you, but they just want to hand out their business card. And they're going, take my card, take my card, take my card. Can I have yours? And then all of a sudden, you end up on their email list, and they're emailing you stuff. It happens in LinkedIn all the time where somebody connects up with you, and immediately they're trying to sell you something. And it's like, you don't even know me. you know. And I'm in the online marketing SEO website business. And I get these people that say, hey, I can help you get found on LinkedIn better. It's like, dude, really? <laughs> you know, that's one of the biggest mistakes that I think that people make on LinkedIn, because I get so many requests to connect. And it's the generic connection request. Exactly. And, and what I do is I send them a message back without connecting saying, hey, thanks for your request to connect. However, this is a networking site. I need to get to know people before I actually connect with them. Tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about yourself and let me know how I can help you. And you know what's really interesting is I'd say only about 30% of those people actually respond back to say, hey, exactly. you know, I was following, you know, your, your articles on Pulse or I found your website and I'd like to connect because if they reply and I know that they're, first of all, a real person and then I get to know them a little bit, I'm more inclined to connect with them than the generic ones because the ones that just come through generically, they're just clicking that plus sign you know, add, add, add to just about anybody. And I think when it comes to networking, quality to me is more important than quantity. I'd rather have maybe 100 really loyal followers than 10,000 followers who don't really even know what I do. And so Agreed. I think if we think of it, I know with sales, people always say it's a numbers game, but I really think it's a real relationship game. That's what it is. Getting to know people because it's also your own matter of integrity too, isn't it? It's huge. And that's very, very true. And, 
For those in the United States, I don't know if you have this in Australia, but there's a commercial for Geico, which is a insurance. And there's an old lady who's taking pictures and putting them up on a wall and saying, here's all my friends on Facebook. And she's putting them up there. And one of her friends walks up to her and goes, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And what I do is for people that send me those messages that's like, hey, you know, I can increase your sales by 4,372% in 15 hours if you only pay me $25,000. Just watch my video that's going to take you an hour to watch. And you spend watching that. You're going to learn that I'm the best thing since buttered bread. And what I do is I just reply back to them. It's like, I'll watch your video if you watch my video. And I send them that video that that's not how it works. <laughs> and I can guarantee you I have never heard back from any single one of those people. <laughs> so funny. You know, but Brian, I could listen to your anecdotes all day. I want to find out about being an entrepreneur because you've been an entrepreneur. You've been in the corporate sector. You've gone back to being an entrepreneur again. What would you say are your top three tips for success in today's marketplace? Well, God, I wish I remember this quote verbatim, but Zig Ziglar basically said, if you want to have anything that you want, help other people get what they want first. It's something along that line. If you want to be successful, you need to find a problem that people need to solve and give it to them and help them be successful first. That go-giver attitude, which is one of my favorite books, by the way, by Bob Berg, and I can't remember the other author, but go-giver. If you help other people solve their problems, you will never have to work another day in your life. The second thing I would say is know what your passions are, and I know my passions. I've had to go through – and the bottom line is I've gone through a lot of coaching with people. I've paid to have coaches teach me a lot of things. I can't do this on my own. I wish I could, but you can't. You've got to pay people to learn what it is that you do best. But I can tell you that my biggest passion – in the world is teaching people. So I have had to learn how to take teaching and turn it into a business in a way that is going to, first and foremost, help people get what they want to earn and help them to grow themselves and grow their business, but then also give me a return on my investment so that I can actually make money and support myself and my family. And then the third thing I would say is you cannot stop learning. You cannot stop trying to grow yourself because the world is changing so fast in front of us that you have to invest in yourself. And I don't care whether it's time or money, but you've got to do it. You've got to do both and invest in yourself so that you can continue to be an asset for the people that you want to serve. So those are probably my three biggest tips. Yeah, and I think actually we've just about come full circle because at the beginning when we were chatting, we were talking about in order to remain marketable, you've got to keep reinventing yourself to be relevant in today's job market. And you mm -hmm. just said again, invest in yourself, keep learning because things change so very, very quickly. And if you want to be someone who's sought after, you've got to really stay ahead of the curve, especially when it comes to the latest technology and methodology. And leading on from that, I'm going to learn more about Blab. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm not up to speed with Blab. You're going to have to get me on your Blab, Brian. Okay, just 
so I'd be, I can learn I'd more about it. <laughs> I'd love to get you on my blab. You're more than welcome to be a guest on my blab and we could talk about it. Yeah, so I'm be. always looking for guests. And I think you'd be an awesome guest because I think you could help my people. Oh, so think, that's um, the whole any, thing about anything, being info. Anything to do with careers, I'm happy to talk till the cows come home. It'll be really interesting. Now, Brian, I'm sure that a lot of people would really like to find out more about you and your business. So can you tell us where everyone can find you? Well, I'm one of those slightly overachievers, so I have a lot of websites, and I apologize about that because each one has its own focus. You mentioned the Bacon Podcast, so if you want to listen to the podcast, go to baconpodcast.com. There's my blogs, which is b2b-im.com. It's b2b-im.com, and that's where I do my blogs. And just so you guys know, every single week I do a monocast, which is a me talking. I do a blog and then I do an expert interview podcast. So all of those work in concert together. And then on Thursdays, I have a virtual assistant who sends out an email with a digest of all of those things that go out there. So those are the two main ones. There's another website called baconcoach.com. It's just like it sounds, baconcoach.com. On that particular website, that's where I have my new book coming out called The Bacon System, which is a system that I teach entrepreneurs and small business people and pretty large businesses how to use online marketing as a system to help them grow themselves. And as a matter of fact, if you go to, there's two sublinks on that I want to give your people. First one is webinar-replay. I just did a webinar today that talks through the entire thing. So it's webinar. So it's baconcoach.com forward slash webinar replay. And then the other one is if you go to baconcoach.com forward slash apply any of your people, if they feel like I can help them, if they have a business, because it's really geared towards people that have a business, they can apply for a free half-hour coaching session with me. And all I'm going to talk to you about is helping get your business found online, because that's my specialty. I can't help you find a job. That's your specialty, Jane. That's not mine. <laughs> you know? But I can help you if you've got a business, at least learn how to market your business online, and that's what I do. And so if any of that resonates with anybody, feel free to connect up with me. And of course, Brian Basilico, search it. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, anything out there. So all of those things are available. I'd love to connect with you more, Jane, and your audience and see how I can help them propel themselves a little bit further. Yeah, I think that there is so much information in your head and so much uh, talent and just the willingness to share that everyone will benefit so much from you. And also you've got this great name, Brian Basilico. I mean, how good does that sound? And my name is Jane Jackson, of course, and I like alliteration. <laughs> so you got the BB, I got the JJ. That's fantastic. Also, on I my- love it. <laughs> and on my <laughs> website, janejacksoncoach.com, I'll have all of the links in my show notes. So when Brian's podcast goes live, then everything will be up on my website as well. So people will be able to find you. And that's very generous of you to offer the free half hour coaching session on online marketing for entrepreneurs. I think that's fantastic. And um, I may need to take that up as well, Brian. I would love to have you on anytime. You go ahead and you fill out that application and let's go. And I would so love to have you on one of my blabs. And it's such a pleasure talking to you. I love your giving attitude too. I mean, I think we're kindred spirits in a lot of ways as you're really trying to help people. And that really warms my heart. That's the kind of thing that I love to do. 
Yeah, and this is one of the wonderful things about podcasting is that I found Brian through listening to his podcasts and I just reached out and the podcast community really is a wonderful thing. And I've just got to know so many new people all over the world. And here's Brian over in Chicago. I'm in Sydney, Australia, and we've got this huge time difference. It's 11 in the morning here and it must be seven o'clock at night for you the day before, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, I hope it's not too chilly over in, in um, Chicago. It's very warm here in Sydney. And I definitely want to have you back on the show in a couple of months' time talking about all three of your books in greater detail. Would you like to do that? I would love to do that. Thank Anytime you. I get a chance to talk to you, Jane, it would be a pleasure. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Brian. And I look forward to speaking with you again very, very shortly. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. And I really hope your audience gets something out of this. Oh, they will for sure. Thank you, Brian. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.